everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 69. Nice. Which begins with Amanda walking towards Mike and ends with everyone laughs at Mike. Also, thank you for saying nice right there. I did leave the pause on purpose. I figured that you did. I did. I figured. When I was taking my notes last night, I was like, um, and we're going to do the nice thing because mm-hmm. we are humans in 2020. Yep. And yeah, so this, if you can't tell, this minute doesn't go great for Mike. It doesn't. <laughs> okay, so let's get the not awkward part out of the way. No, okay. it's all awkward. Let's get the not problematic part out of the way. Sure. He Mike says one of the pettiest, most memorable hilarious things it's not hilarious because it's good or clever but it's so dumb can you read the amanda part uh, yes script yes okay so she says look you're drunk and we're over why don't you just walk away now and save yourself the embarrassment and he says oh yeah yeah well you're the one amanda who's gonna be (laughs) embarrassed Who's going to want you now? <laughs> so that's great. Amanda. Amanda. Is literally, it's not even low hanging fruit. And it's not even fruit that has fallen on the ground. It's like digging through the trash and finding fruit, like a core of an apple at the bottom. Uh-huh. And being like, holding it up, being like, food. Like, it is the worst. <laughs> yes. It is an absolutely genius delivery by Peter Facinelli. Oh my God. Yes. Like I always forget about that line until (laughs) he says it. And every single time I am equal parts delighted and kind of want to smack him. And, oh, okay. The look he gives afterwards, which is got him. Uh He gives a got him look. And then Jock too laughs and his girlfriend hits him. Yes. Feels like such a real thing. Like it's mm-hmm. maybe, it's one of the realest, like two, three seconds of this whole movie is yeah. he looks proud of himself for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his friend laughs. Not Again, entirely inappropriate For no yeah. reason, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, the mature, then, I mean, Lainey from Castle, let's face it. Mm-hmm. clobbers her dumbass boyfriend yep um <laughs> <laughs> yes so then uh your the line that you uh said was one of the best lines which i agree yeah when mike said when mike says who's gonna want you now and she says she kind of looks down at the letter and she says somebody and he goes somebody more like nobody <laughs> and again so proud of himself. Just so proud of himself. And at this point, it is dead silent. Yeah. It is. No one is talking. Yeah, even his friends don't give him that one. And it's funny because if you're watching this movie with us or you've seen this movie before, it's really hard to divorce yourself from the knowledge of what the letter contains. But think about the scene if you don't know what it is that she's holding, that she's getting this weird confidence from. It is right. wild. Yeah. Somebody, what is that, a recipe? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that a a Kleenex? (laughs) Hey, hey, I need need to spit out my gum. Can I have that? (laughs) There's already gum on it. Oh. 
I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> it's the same girl. She just, gum is her life. <laughs> um, Amanda's response to Mike's just genius quip is, gosh, Mike, you really got me there. Which, again, <sighs> is an excellent delivery by yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Because oh it's just dripping with disdain, but she's also just so over it. Actually, one of my notes for this minute is, why is she continuing to have this conversation? Right. Like, she should have walked away last minute. When she walks towards him in this minute, at the top of this minute, and she's like, look, you're drunk. Let's just be done with this conversation. Yeah. She should have just left. True. Because she already told him no. He said, right. let's get back together. And she says, no. Right. And instead of turning around and trying to, like, I get why she goes back to him in that moment. Because right. he is drunk. He is embarrassing himself. However she may feel about him now, he's still the guy that she was with for the last three and a half years. Right. So I get why she, you know, kind of wants to just point out to him, like, this is not going to go. This isn't going great for you. You are embarrassing yourself, my guy. It's, uh, yeah. I'm your guy? No, 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 I misspoke. I misspoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, well, don't you think she's pissed? Like, I think that she, at, the, at the point where she... Oh, that's true. ...tells him you're, you're drunk, just calm, out, calm down. Then he's like, I'll take you back. I feel like that lights a fire. And then she comes back like, no, fuck you. He says, I think we should get back together. And she says, give me one good reason why. No, you know what? Screw that. No, Mike, my answer is no. And that's when he's like, you, you mean you don't want me to take you back? Ugh. And you should really think about this. And she says, think about what? That you're a childish, self-centered asshole? And the crowd likes that one. Yeah, the crowd <laughs> likes that one. And then she says, take me back, please. And that is when she should have left. Yeah. But instead, she says, look, you're drunk and we're over. Walk away now and save yourself the embarrassment. Right. Then she also should have left again because that's when he does the whole Amanda, who's going to want you now? <laughs> like there are multiple times during this conversation where she had an out and she should have taken it just for her own. Just get away from this conversation like this. Right. I understand why she stayed. I understand how hard it is to just walk away from someone that you have been so close to. But I really think that she should have just cut her losses and walked out way sooner. All right. So, yeah, I agree with that 100%. At first, when we started talking about this, I was worried that it was because of, like, the patriarchal need for women to justify themselves. But I don't think that's... I mean, that's certainly a thing, and it's a, it's a, it's a problem. But I don't think that's what's going on here. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that she could have left and it would have made sense in the story. Mm -hmm. And I think no one in the movie would have begrudged her one bit. And also, if she'd walked away, she wouldn't have cared if they did, which is right. fine, which is good. Right. I think there's a little bit of a, of a stand up to your bully sort of revenge fantasy sort of deal going on. Like sure. In the movie, like it's sort of the, the fantasy element of knowing the right things to say and they're stumbling over their words and yeah. all this stuff. So there's that. And I think there's also a, like, one of the themes of the this week is Mike's uh, dominance crumbling mm -hmm. and her staying 
while not necessary, that she did is sort of like a, I can be queen without a king. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. That's true. So I think she absolutely, I think she could have left at any moment, and I think she could have. I think that she stayed almost kind of to dunk the ball and break the backboard. Like... That's true. Which is which is understandable. While you were talking, it also another reason why she stayed occurred to me. She's never ride. And it's because no well, maybe. <laughs> but also I think the writers really wanted that more like nobody Yeah, yeah. To stay in the script. <laughs> they they had two things on the whiteboard that had question marks next to them. Somebody more like nobody and a man duh. And they were like, ah, oh, jeez. We have her walking away, but wait a minute. I got it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We scrapped the scene where she walks away. Oh, but no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense thematically. I know, but we have these two lines we want to squeeze in. Yeah, you're right. We're writers and precious lines are our precious gold. Yep. Uh, (laughs) They chose not not to kill their darlings this time. (laughs) No, they made their darlings prom queen. Yep. So... It's unfortunate, and when I started this week, I was like, it's going to be in minute 69. Damn it. Yep. So now let's go to the not-so-nice part of 69. Yeah. So there's a mo- she walks away, mm-hmm. and there's a pause, and then an unknown voice yells a homophobic slur. Yes. And everyone cracks up. And, and that's pretty much the end of the minute. But I wanted to talk about it removing the problematic part and placing instead some non-offensive thing that they could have said, that they would have said in 2020. Sure. Just to sort of talk for a second about, like, not why they used it, because they used it for its homophobic cachet. Right. And, like, it was 1998, and not that it wasn't problematic then, but it wasn't, the problematicness wasn't recognized widely then. Like... I think, like, if they'd yelled out loser. Right. It is a thing, and they yell, and like them yelling that word a little bit feels like perhaps he is, he feels very much like someone that would have regularly used that word. Yeah. And so there's that sort of comeuppance. I don't, you know, that word should not be used at all, and certainly not for comeuppance. Right. But I, what I said was, of course, the problematic part of this movie is, is in minute 69. I was so upset about it. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, I said it's a horrible word to use, and the connotations of it here are incredibly backwards. But if we can pretend they didn't use a problematic word, I think the thing here is that Mike is no longer the star of the party. Yeah, and then I was so impressed. Like it's like when you say something about a chapter of a book, and then you start the ne- next chapter, and you're like, "See?" Mm-hmm. Then uh, what happens after that? When people are laughing, is they start taking pictures, and the cameras flash again. Mm-hmm. Like they did when he walked in. Yeah. Only this is the opposite. Yeah. And I think that is some brilliant filmmaking. Yeah. Problematic thing being problematic, but if we look for the intention of what they were doing, not that intentions excuse it, but this is otherwise a really well done and interesting way to show a fall from grace. It really bothers me that they used the word they did just in general, but... Especially because they weren't using it for any... There was no reason for them to have chosen that word versus loser or... Right. Ha ha. Or you suck. Yeah. Or like whatever. Like all they needed was something to indicate, you know, 
We all just saw that, and boy, does it suck to be you right now, Mike. Yeah. And I don't, I really wish that they had not used the word that they did, because it was not, it doesn't convey anything that a different word couldn't have conveyed in this context. There is an, there is one more slur in this movie. Okay. And it is used in the way that you just described this word as not being used. Okay. You couldn't you couldn't use another word. It's unfortunate that they that the character says it, but they and like that these two white people wrote this into the script, but it is an example of appropriation and it is properly punished and properly seen as disgusting and horrifying and whatever. Yeah. We'll get to it in a little... I don't remember when that happens. I literally... Every time I listen to this podcast and I make a prediction about when something happens, I'm like 15 to 20 minutes off. Yeah. Like, I thought Ron made a move in like minute 14. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> minute 30, 40-something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. Um, so, this is an unfortunate part of the movie and I've been dreading this minute for the whole time. Yeah. But... I think we can move on into social media and just move. Like, I think that I'm sure that they were just drawing on youth culture of the time or whatever. But like my, I was talking to my wife about this today and she was like, you know, I think that just take heart in the knowledge that that wouldn't have happened today. They wouldn't like it. We've come so far as a society that a Hollywood movie about a bunch of teens, this would not be in there at all. Yeah. And if it was, it wouldn't, it would ring false in a way that would sink the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Agreed. Yeah. That's all. Yep. So, whew, we did it. We did it. Yay. <laughs> and now we're going to do social media. Yay. So, we as a podcast are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies, but individually, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. And I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside just so many other great shows, one of which we will drop an ad for at the end of this here episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We have one more episode to record. It mm-hmm. is... Uh, there's some stuff that happens in it that is interesting, so I'm excited to, to get to this one. Um... So it's time to go do that. And yeah. as we know, time Sweet. is honeys. Go hot dogs. I almost said time is honeys. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator driven, community focused, treasured content. Wish your life was a little more spooky. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. If you ever want to find out if a psychic is real or not, commit a crime (laughs) and then go to them and ask about the crime. Cryptid technology. That's why we can't find Bigfoot, because they don't have trackers. They don't have these apps that are like, here I am going to the ice cream store later. Scary stories. (laughs) You know what you're going to do? What? Crap your pants. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Numbers in general. I just hear or see numbers and my brain shuts off. (laughs) 
you can find brand new episodes of Spooky Spouses every week wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Excuse me, part of the Scavengers Network.